Section 7 of the Underground Railroad, Part 5. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Underground Railroad, Part 5, by William Still. Section seven portraits and sketches thomas garrett part four another admirer of this great lover of humanity in a letter to george w stone thus alludes to his life and death taunton mass june twenty fifth eighteen seventy one dear stone your telegram announcing the death of that old soldier and saint and my good friend thomas garrett reached me last evening at ten o'clock my first impulse was to start for wilmington and be present at his funeral but when i considered my work here and my engagements for the next four days i found it impossible to go i will be there in spirit and bow my inmost soul before the all-loving one his father and ours in humble thankfulness that i ever knew him and had the privilege of enjoying his friendship and witnessing his devotion to the interest of every good cause of benevolence and reform i could write you many things of interest which i heard from him and which i have noted on my memory and heart but i cannot now i think he was one of the remarkable men of the times in faith in holy boldness in fearless devotion to the right in uncompromising integrity in unselfish benevolence in love to god and man and in unceasing lifelong efforts to do justly to love mercy and to walk humbly with god we shall not soon look upon his like again if i was present at his funeral i should take it as a privilege to pronounce his name and say as i never said before blessed are the dead that die in the lord even so saith the spirit for they rest from their labours and their works do follow them do at once see his children and clarkson taylor and give them my condolence no my congratulations and assure them that they have a rich legacy in his noble life and he has a glorious reward in the bosom of god peace to his memory noble old man so pure and peaceful and yet so strong firm and fearless so gentle tender and truthful 
afraid and ashamed of nothing but sin and in love and labor with every good work i could write on and fill many pages but he desired no eulogy and needs none he lives and will live for ever in many hearts and in the heaven of heavens above t israel if it were necessary we might continue to introduce scores of editorials communications epistles etc all breathing a similar spirit of respect for the rare worth of this wonderful man but space forbids in conclusion therefore with a view of presenting him in the light of his own interesting letters written when absorbed in his peculiar work from a large number on file the following are submitted wilmington eleventh month twenty-first day eighteen fifty five esteemed friend william still thine of this date inquiring for the twenty-one and how they have been disposed of has just been received i can only answer by saying when i parted with them yesterday afternoon i gave the wife of the person in whose house they were money to pay her expenses to philadelphia and back in the cars to pilot the four women to thy place i gave her husband money to pay a pilot to start yesterday with the ten men divided in two gangs also a letter for thee i hope they have arrived safe ere this i had to leave town soon after noon yesterday to attend a brother ill with an attack of apoplexy and to-day have been very much engaged the place they stayed here is a considerable distance off i will make inquiry to-morrow morning and in case any other disposition has been made of them than the above i will write thee i should think they have stopped to-day in consequence of the rain and most likely will arrive safe to-morrow in haste thy friend thomas garrett although having to attend a brother ill with an attack of apoplexy garrett took time to attend to the interest of the twenty-one as the above letter indicates how many other men in the united states under similar circumstances would have been thus faithful on another occasion deeply concerned for a forwarder of slaves he wrote thus wilmington twelfth month twenty-sixth day eighteen fifty five esteemed friend william still the bearer of this george wilmer is a slave whose residence is in maryland he is a true man and a forwarder of slaves 
has passed some twenty-five within four months. He is desirous of finding some of his relations, William Mann and Thomas Carmichael. They passed here about a month since. If thee can give him any information where they can be found, thee will much oblige him and run no risk of their safety in so doing. I remain as ever thy sincere friend, Thomas Garrett. Four able-bodied men form the subject of the subjoined correspondence. Wilmington, 11th month fourth day eighteen fifty six esteemed friends j miller mckim and william still captain f has arrived here this day with four able-bodied men one is an engineer and has been engaged in sawing lumber a second a good house carpenter a third a blacksmith and the fourth a farmhand they are now five hundred miles from their home in carolina and would be glad to get situations without going far from here i will keep them till to-morrow please inform me where thee knows of a suitable place in the country where the mechanics can find employment at their trades for the winter let me hear to-morrow and oblige your friend thomas garrett what has become of harriet tubman agent of the underground railroad is made a subject of special inquiry in the following note wilmington third month twenty-seventh day eighteen fifty-seven esteemed friend william still i have been very anxious for some time to hear what has become of harriet tubman the last i heard of her she was in the state of new york on her way to canada with some friends last fall has thee seen or heard anything of her lately it would be a sorrowful fact if such a hero as she should be lost from the underground railroad i have just received a letter from ireland making inquiry respecting her if thee gets this in time and knows anything respecting her please drop me a line by mail to-morrow and i will get it next morning if not sooner and oblige thy friend i have heard nothing from the eighth man from dover but trust he is safe thomas garrett on being informed that harriet was all right the following extract from a subsequent letter expresses his satisfaction over the good news and at the same time indicates his sympathy for a poor traveller who had fallen a victim to the cold weather and being severely frostbitten had died of lockjaw as related on page fifty two i was truly glad to learn that harriet tubman was still in good health and ready for action 
but i think there will be more danger at present than heretofore there is so much excitement below in consequence of escape of those eight slaves i was truly sorry to hear of the fate of that poor fellow who had perilled so much for liberty i was in hopes from what thee told me that he would recover with the loss perhaps of some of his toes thomas garrett in the next letter an interesting anecdote is related of an encounter on the underground railroad between the fugitives and several irishmen and how one of the old countrymen was shot in the forehead etc which g thought would make such opponents to the road more cautious wilmington eleventh month fifth day eighteen fifty seven esteemed friend william still i have just written a note for the bearer to william murphy chester who will direct him on to thy care he left his home about a week since i hear in the lower part of the state he met with a friend to pilot him some twenty-five miles last night we learn that one party of those last week were attacked with clubs by several irish and that one of them was shot in the forehead the ball entering to the skull-bone and passing under the skin partly round the head my informant says he is likely to recover but it will leave an ugly mark it is thought as long as he lives we have not been able to learn whether the party was on the lookout for them or whether they were rowdies out on a hallow eve frolic but be that as it may i presume they will be more cautious here how they trifle with such desiring the prosperity and happiness i remain thy friend thomas garrett four of god's poor the following letter shows the fearless manner in which he attended to the duties of his station wilmington ninth month sixth day eighteen fifty seven respected friend william still this evening i send to thy care four of god's poor severn johnson a true man will go with them to-night by railroad to thy house i have given johnson five dollars which will pay all expenses and leave each twenty-five cents we are indebted to Campton F. T. N. for those. May success attend them in their efforts to maintain themselves. Please send word by Johnson whether or no those seven arrive safe I wrote thee of ten days hence. My wife and self were at Longwood today, had a pleasant ride and good meeting we are as ever thy friend thomas garrett quite a satisfactory account is given in the letter below of the irishman who was shot in the forehead 
also of one of the same kin who in meddling with the underground railroad passengers got his arm broken in two places etc wilmington eleventh month fourteenth day eighteen fifty seven esteemed friend william still thy favor of a few days since came to hand giving quite a satisfactory account of the large company i find in the melee near this town one of the irishmen got his arm broken in two places the one shot in the forehead is badly marked but not dangerously injured i learn to-day that the carriage in that company owing to fast driving with such a heavy load is badly broken and the poor horse was badly injured it has not been able to do anything since please say to my friend rebecca hart that i have heretofore kept clear of persuading or even advising slaves to leave their masters till they have fully made up their minds to leave knowing as i do there is great risk in so doing and if betrayed once would be a serious injury in the cause hereafter i had spoken to one colored man to try to see him but he was not willing to risk it if he has any desire to get away he can during one night before they miss him get out of the reach of danger booth has moved into newcastle and left the two boys on the farm if rebecca hart will write to me and give me the name of the boy and the name of his mother i will make another effort the man i spoke to lives in newcastle and thinks the mother of the boy alluded to lives between here and newcastle the young man's association here wants wendell phillips to deliver a lecture on the lost arts and some of the rest of us wish him to deliver a lecture on slavery where will a letter reach him soonest as i wish to write him on the subject i thought he would perhaps deliver two lectures two nights in succession if thee can give the above information thee will much oblige garrett and son in his business-like transactions without concealment he places matters in such a light that the wayfaring man though a fool need not err as may here be seen wilmington eleventh month twenty-fifth day eighteen fifty seven esteemed friend william still i now send johnson one of our colored men up with the three men i wrote thee about johnson has undertook to have them well washed and clean during the day and i have provided them with some second-hand clothes to make them comfortable and a new pair of shoes and stockings and shall pay johnson for taking care of them i mention this so that thee may know thee need not advance him any funds in the present case i shall furnish them with money to pay their fare to philadelphia and johnson home again 
hoping they will get on safe i remain thy friend thomas garrett four females on board the fearless garrett communicated through the mail as usual the following intelligence wilmington eighth month twenty-fifth day eighteen fifty nine esteemed friend william still the brig alvina of lewiston is in delaware opposite here with four females on board the colored man who has them in charge was employed by the husband of one of them to bring his wife up when he arrived here he found the man had left as the vessel is bound to red bank i have advised him to take them there in the vessel and to-morrow take them in the steamboat to the city and to the anti-slavery office he says they owe the captain one dollar and fifty cents for board and i gave him three dollars to pay the captain and take them to your office i have a man here to go on to-night that was nearly naked shall rig him out pretty comfortably poor fellow he has lost his left hand but he says he can take care of himself in haste thy friend thomas garrett while father abraham was using his utmost powers to put down the rebellion in eighteen sixty four a young man who had been most unrighteously sold for seven years desirous of enlisting sought advice from the wise and faithful underground railroad manager who gave him the following letter which may be looked upon in the light of a rare anecdote as there is no doubt that the professed non-resistant in this instant hoped to see the poor fellow snugly fixed in his regimentals doing service for father abraham wilmington first month twenty-third day eighteen sixty four respected friend william still the bearer of this winlock clark has lately been most unrighteously sold for seven years and is desirous of enlisting and becoming one of uncle sam's boys i have advised him to call on thee so that no land sharks shall get any bounty for enlisting him he has a wife and several children and whatever bounty the government or the state allows him will be of use to his family please write me when he is snugly fixed in his regimentals so that i may send word to his wife by so doing thee will much oblige thy friend and the friend of humanity thomas garrett n b am i naughty being a professed non-resistant to advise this poor fellow to serve father abraham t g we have given so many of these inevitable underground railroad letters from the pen of the sturdy old laborer not only because they will be new to the readers of this work but because they so fittingly illustrate his practical devotion to the slave and his cheerfulness in the face of danger and difficulty 
in the manner that other pens might labor in vain to describe. End of section 7